The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. Gang, welcome to this episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. You might recognize this face, especially if you're an OG listener, viewer, my good friend, and my sister, in fact, not my real sister, but heart to heart, my sister, Subi Ghosh, the Executive Vice President of Strategic Partnerships and Marketing at Stream Companies. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. We need to stop meeting like this. I know. We it's need like, to spend a lot more time together. However, though, I think we're winning. You want to know why? Why? Because some people never put it on the calendar to see each other, <laughs> even annually. And NADA does it for us. True, true. <laughs> we definitely know we're going to see each other at least once a year, if not more, for other events. First, but... I need to say, we have a long history now. Yes. We are no longer the, what's the eighth grade junior? No, freshman. What freshman, is sophomore. We're no longer the freshman, yeah. which is weird. There's a little more gray in my beard. Same, I died. Not yet. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> but I'm just so proud of you. I'm proud of you too. You've you've just watching you just grow and rise the ranks and stream and all of it is so exciting. But I am curious because okay. just your history in automotive from dealer side all the way to stream companies, yeah. you've worked with a lot of dealerships. You've been in dealership, you've worked with a lot of dealerships. And I'm curious your take. Not really on the past two years, because I swear if somebody says the word pandemic one more time, I'm going to like jump off of your booth here. But moving into this new phase, this new evolution, 2023 and beyond, interest rates up, financing is a little bit more difficult to get, inflation, yeah. softening of the market. Yeah. From a marketing perspective, yeah. looking across your portfolio, what's your vantage point? What are you seeing? We're seeing there's a lot of people taking it seriously again. Marketing is one of those things that the moment the there's instability or, or challenge, people pull back on their marketing spend. That's the first thing to go. Right. What we found is during the thick of it, the people that stuck their guns and focused on brand and they focused on correct positioning and messaging, they're the ones that really thrived. So there's a couple of lessons from that. One, we have to get back to basics when it comes to brands and brand messaging and your unique selling propositions. Those things that have been a little bit forgotten when we haven't right. had to fight for the business yeah. as much as we we've had in the past. And you, but you don't mean logo because you no. say brand. Everybody's like, but I just developed my logo. What do you stand for when someone comes to your website? What is the unique value there? Why am I doing business with you? And yeah, we didn't have to do that a lot when people were knocking at our door, right. but the market's turning again and we're having to get back to what we convincing people, I'm the place that you need to buy from. Right. And, and getting back in that mindset is definitely a shift for people, for sure. It's difficult, right? Because like we often joke, marketer, marketer, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed yeah. and marketing budget's the first thing that, yep. you know, turn off the yep. marketing. How do we reconcile in an industry that historically has been about like, I run the ad, I get the lead, I run, you know, yeah. to reconcile something that's a longer term play like brand. How do you reconcile yeah. that for a dealer? 
So I think it comes down to your goals. And a lot of people don't plan well enough in advance, right? We, we're in that 30-day turn, so we make a decision about the next month. Right. One of the things that we like to do with our clients is we make sure that we're having long-term conversations. What are your goals? What are your, how are we going to measure success? Yeah. And so most people are looking for the largest wins, right? They're not just looking for, I want to sell X number of cars next month and that's it. Of course that can happen, but if we're planning ahead, we're looking at what are your goals for the year? What are your goals for the quarter? And then we work our way back and fill in the gaps of what, is going to help you get there. Mm. And for the most part, brand is at the core of that because you can spend a lot of money getting people to give you that. But if you can't hit it out of the park because there's no valid reason for them to do business with you, you've lost them. So it's hard to measure and track that. Right. But we've been trying to plan and think through what those mutual KPIs are, which allows us to put these strategies together. And brand is one of those core things. We do the thumbprint test. Tell me about that. On the website, if you cover your logo, is there anything outstanding that convinces people to do business Mm -hmm. with you? Or is it just any other dealership? Right. Because customers are shopping at multiple websites. They're looking for the best deals. And oftentimes you might have something great, but if it's not memorable, if there's no real tangible value that helps them say, this is the place I want to do business with, how are they going to remember you? Are they going to think about your message and go to the guy down the street? Right. To, so thumbprint test. It's so like, hey, like morning cup of coffee, little activity you can do. What makes you unique? It's interesting, too, because I, I'm sure you're seeing this. I would be shocked if you're not. So I'm almost positive you are. More and more conversations we've been having with our client partners revolve around, we need help developing our message. Like, yeah, we know what we stand for, yeah. but we don't know how to get it out. That was one of my favorite things. I'll introduce you to someone, Dave Mazzoni, our, our chief creative officer. So it's so great. I think sometimes you don't realize that you need an outside party to help you do that. Right. The best information that you can get to help you put your brand message together of who you are, what you stand for, how you're going to engage that community and how you're, what are the things that you do that are going to sell that car from your front lines. No one ever asks the front lines. We make these decisions at the top. This sounds great. So this is going to be my new brand message, but instead engage all aspects, find out what you're already doing. So we did surveys, things like that, but What are you already doing that people really love that you do that you can celebrate a little Mm. bit? What are the things that are missing? You're losing business. What is it that they're saying that they're walking away for? Because it's guaranteed not just about price. There's a trust value that's increasingly important. There's, There's so many reasons why people, availability, obviously, and price are the two big things people say. But sure. Trust is a big piece of it. And so what are we saying to convince them to come do business with us? I see this as a really cool tie. Well, I don't know. I think it's cool because I'm a nerd. (laughs) A marketing nerd. A marketing nerd, yes. How does this map against what some are calling the zombie apocalypse of digital, which is moving into a cookie-less era? Okay, great topic for me, actually. (laughs) So call it the cookie apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) cookies have been threatening to be 
gone away completely sure. for what two years almost yeah middle of last year we saw a significant decline you're really only getting 30 percent of that total audience so i think it's really really important to find good future innovative minds that are doing future things sure. so for example full throttle is one of the companies that i think does that right they're building first party data right so when you're a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I have access to first party data. If it's somebody else's first party data, if you're leasing it from somebody and they're they're giving you access to their audience, that's not your own first party data. Right. Building your own. So what this technology does, it's kind of insane. It's identifying all of this, uh, that audience for you, not only in your DMS, but your actual online shoppers and creating right. this complete immersive household advertising opportunity like right down to zip code down to the household uh, bringing people further down the funnel wow and deploying on things like yeah you can do direct mail but you can do like connected tv you could do broadcast sure down to that household level those are the types of things that we need to be shifting our focus into but it starts with owning your own first wait so data. you're you're saying yeah that i no longer have to get Hulu ads that are in Spanish. <laughs> Listen, you're still going to get that if an advertiser has no idea what to do with their dollars <laughs> and how to make those placements properly. I love it. Bro, I don't know what we're watching on Hulu, but we're, my wife and I are just chilling in bed and all of a sudden it's like, and I'm like, I'm like, you speak Spanish. You don't tell me about. I mean, we're Canadian. We don't even speak Maybe French. Your kids is like watching Spanish cartoons. No, like just straight. It's always car dealer commercials, though. No, someone's just reminds me of family reunions. To especially like in Hulu and a lot of these online platforms, it's very easy to segment. Sure, I'm surprised that they're not segmenting. No, it's like we're watching yellow. I don't know what we're watching. Yeah, and it's just like and I'm like, what? You speak Spanish. Like, I get it. We're in Texas, but like, come on, man. I think, it, yeah, someone's someone's wasting somebody's dollars. That makes me sad. Along the lines of Hulu, like, there's so many more platforms available. You remember, it's just Google yeah. or Yahoo yeah. in the early days. Now it's Go it was Google and now Fit Meta. Amazon. Am now we've got Amazon, Hulu, Spotify. Like, there's so yeah. many different networks. What are your thoughts on how... The industry at large should be thinking about each of these TikTok, like yeah. Pinterest. How do we think about all of these? Should there be primary drivers and supplement? Like, yeah, this is not a loaded question, by the no, way. No, it's not. I'm it's just not. curious your take on it. So I think it differs by yeah. business. Right. But yes, absolutely. You should identify one. What we talked about earlier was what are your goals? Yeah. Right? Some dealerships, some businesses in general, they want more brand exposure. They need to make sure that the community is aware of who they are, what they're doing. That's a different approach. And then I would do that total immersive household type of play. I would identify who's looking at us. I would use our own list and I would deploy sometimes broadcast. Sure. Right. Yeah. In the right markets. Right. I would do a lot of, you know, CTV, OTD. There's geo-addressable display that you can track back what is it what are you saying to me so we just you know she's speaking spanish to me <laughs> so display ads yep. that you can you, i can create an ad that says i'm the best place to come to sure click here whatever right, right? and they're images It'll, but you uh, can place that 
down to the household. So I can right. influence every phone, tablet, every screen in your wow. home because I know that you're in market because I've built my own first party data. It's creepy and so awesome at the same time. It is. But here's the craziest part about this with, with the technology that I'm aware of, that I'm very familiar with, with full throttle, the customer gets to opt in. So they're coming to the site and they're clicking yes or no. And what we're finding is a website closes at what rate? Yeah, not, not. Two, yeah. two percent. Yeah. yeah. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They're the most rock star website. They're closing at 5%, which means they have form fills or submissions, chat leads. Interesting. 5%. Let's pretend. Wow. Okay. Yep. For a second. Yep. 95% of that audience, we have no idea who they are. By this technology, we are now able to uncover a good chunk of that 95% because they're opting in, mm. getting the, that household level data that we can then deploy through Amazon, through iHeart, through the broadcast, so whatever you would need. Wow. And geo-addressable display down to that household to convince that shopper that we already know is in market. Right. By the way, for those watching and listening, when you're loved one who's not familiar with this yeah says i was just talking about tortilla chips and now i'm seeing ads about tor the internet's listening this is how that works <laughs> this is not the same but, but yeah, kind of kind of creepy level i mean this isn't like listening it's just saying website. well it's because they think it's listening when really it's just been tracking yes, their yeah. i mean did behavior if you, if you, i clicked then now Google the algorithm tortilla chips a lot <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, you're gonna get served up some ads. You know, somebody saw the whole Gary V thing where he's like, "If you're into Smurf, Smurf it up." They were like, "I'm into tortilla chips," <laughs> but it is right. Like the internet, what people don't realize is that the internet is a perfect listener. Yeah, it pays attention. You click that, you watch that for this amount of time. You there's a, it's also an interesting time because generationally we're seeing a big shift in how people behave with that. We're right. so used to Amazon telling us, hey, this might be something you're interested in. Facebook sure. is telling us, just I've gotten to know you. This might be something. This shirt, this bag, this shoe might be something you're interested in. And it serves it up. And the number of people that click through those things to buy those products. I've been influenced. Have you been influenced yeah. to buy something? So we're getting uh, used to I... it. Millennials, <laughs> millennials, Gen Z, we're used to that. So it's sure. not as much of a creepy factor as it once used to be. Sure. So why aren't we taking advantage of it by serving them up stuff when we know that they're looking? Right. Because what does that do? Yes. There's it increases return yes, significantly. Right. We're spending less money on targeted homes. And we're happy. The consumer is happier spending their money on the thing they know they want. Exactly. You're right. There is a there's a mindset shift with the new generation where they don't see it as creepy. Right. I'm like that borderline generation where I'm like, I can see why people would Exenial. think it's creepy. Exenial. Yes. Still old enough to remember watching MASH on TV <laughs> and dial up and AOL and MIRC and all What's the things. What's game handle? What's game handle? You have Hotmail? We're, no, <laughs> Yahoo Mail. So that that makes sense that this new generation, the younger generation, they've grown up with it. So they're not as yeah. creepy. It's not a creepy thing. It's like, oh, this makes sense. They're giving, they're putting yeah. things in front of me that will enhance me, yeah. my abilities. TikTok is one of the most effective 
not talking about the organic, but sure. the advertising thing I can speak to. Really? We have tested it. We've tried it. We've deployed on it. And it has the biggest return that okay, we've t- seen Okay, talk right to now. me about this. I'm, I'm curious about this. What kind of strategy, and you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty, yeah. nitty but what kind of a strategy should a be- dealer be thinking about on a platform like TikTok? Forget everything that you know, right? <laughs> We're okay. used to when, especially when it comes to video for dealers, it's been structured scripted, you know, very professional. This is not that. It's be social, be personable, be relevant, look at what's happening with the trends. And as long as it's something reasonable, participate, be be timely. And run ads to it. And take those videos and make, make them, them ads. Yeah. As a branding play? Is that where this fits? No, this, like, this is more of a lead generation. This is more of a conversation generation piece. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But brand too. Like if brand is your goal... You right. can easily do that through, yeah. I think, just video in general is big on all the platforms. Sure. Instagram Reels, TikTok, you're getting a lot of eyeballs. So if brand is important to you and you're trying to get your name out there, right. definitely em- embrace that. Lead generation, TikTok definitely has some good wow. Intra- I was so curious about that because I've heard some dealers just so excited. And now this was organic, mind you, but they're like, we did this thing, man. It blew up. We got 700,000 views and i'm like how many people from china and india do you know are coming to your dealership but the advertising thing makes sense to me because now i can target target yeah and that's the other thing about that first party data thing just to kind of circle back because now i have this audience that i can then deploy to the facebook's the tiktoks i can take my own audience to this platform because i've built that very rich high value list which makes that a platform that is performing well, that much more successful. So basically, if I'm picking up what you're putting down, is yeah. Stream's not worried about the cookie apocalypse because you a solution for it. A solution for years that was fully cookie-less inception for years. So wow. we're fine. But it's allowing us to be really ahead of the game. So we have the integrated marketing cloud as the kind of position that we're in. I love Just it. Just, ide- you can honestly influence the households of your actual shoppers that's really what it comes down to unreal you need to check this out because that's where we're headed a cookie list forgot they were there cookies the apocalypse cookie apocalypse but when you're dealing with your first party data that is how you stay ahead of the curve i love this conversation snooby thanks so much for joining me how can those watching and listening get in touch with you well, you can reach me. I'm very easy to find on your socials, your Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Subi Ghosh. Aim. <laughs> Aim. Yahoo Mail. I don't think I want to share mine. <laughs> very childish. Uh, but you can also just hit up the streamcompanies.com website or subi.ghosh at streamcompanies.com. You're the best. Thanks so much Thank for joining you. me. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.